next month, maybe. Uh, that's what he said. He said if he if we could push it to November, that's why I changed kind of the schedule around. And I, I'm planning on here in about two weeks letting him know. Hey, listen, you know if if you're, you're still, still up for there? it. So that'd be cool. That would be super cool. Just, I still can't believe we got to talk to him. It's so awesome. Uh, he just needs so a cool. camera next time. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I miss. I guess I, I thought I communicated that to him, but I guess I didn't. So okay. it actually made it a lot easier to talk to him without seeing his face. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would love to see. Like seen... he still wasn't quite real, you know. Like right, yeah. That made it's, it... it's just this voice we're talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some voice doesn't matter. It was actually Eugene throwing his voice. Yeah, <laughs> I got Eugene really pre- good. <laughs> Eugene pre-recorded him. <laughs> yes, and these and were new. <laughs> what we were going to say. That's right. Cuz you know you're my friends and I, I know everything. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, now we're going to get started. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epic Geeky Show, episode number 102. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, what was your favorite children's book growing up, Ray? Oh, yeah, I had to start with me. Uh, You know what, it was pretty much, you know what it was? (laughs) What? Where's Waldo? (laughs) Really? I loved Where's Waldo, and I would go and look for all the funny things before I'd try and find Waldo. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I would... I remember if there was a new one coming out, that's I had to go and check it out and figure out what's and all that stuff. So yeah, where's Waldo? Who's my were favorite? You, were you upset if um, were you upset if you found Waldo before you found all the funny things? No, I, I mean, oh, there he is. I'll remind, remember that later. What what pissed me off was when somebody would circle him and like oh, highlight. Yeah. Like, come on, that's just don't do that. Yeah, but that's yeah. It was, uh, there was, yeah, Where's Waldo was probably, and actually I think Quinn would like Where's Waldo, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm, he probably would. Looking at it, all the funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, what's your favorite uh, children's book growing up? Um, so, when I was younger, it was the Berenstein books. Okay. Uh, Robert Munch. I got to meet Robert Munch. Hilarious. Uh, and then when I got older, it was R.L. Stein and the Babysitter's Club. Oh, Nice. Yeah, I stopped reading for quite a while. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I was just, like the eighth grade and didn't pick it up until I was twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, except if it wasn't something that I had to read through middle and high school, yeah, I I didn't really read. So yeah. unless it was a video game strategy guide, which I don't think counts. Um, no. Yeah, uh, my favorite book growing up was always uh, the Little Engine That Could, and a close second for me was um, uh, the Monster at the End of the Book with Grover. Uh, it was even vaguely. It, he he worries as you're going through the book. He's worried because there's a monster at the end of the book, and of course. It's him at the end yeah. of the book, but uh, yeah. all right, yeah. I, I will add one, uh, Clifford. Uh, when oh, I was, Clifford when I was really dog. little, I, you know, I, I never read any of the Clifford books, and like I didn't really 
like I mean I knew of it or whatever, but until I had the boys like and they started watching it, I was like, Oh, okay, so yeah, this this is a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a giant ass big fucking dog. I would not want to be the dad in there cleaning up the shit. Uh no. <laughs> and it's always interesting how big he is because sometimes he's like fucking gargantuan and sometimes he's just like really, really big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, the consistency was not; it was lacking. <laughs> so I says my favorite book growing up was the manual for Microsoft Excel. Fuck you! <laughs> oh, sigh. Oh, that's so, actually like, really. He never read any manual in his life. He just doesn't like manuals. I can. Oh, see. Oh no, I can definitely sign up being a manual. No, I, unless it's a video game manual, because I think we've had that conversation yes. of being I, a kid. Like on the way home, you take it through and you're reading the manual yeah. and you're all hyping Always. yourself up. But because some yeah. some of them were actually pretty funny, but yeah. Mm. Yep. Quinny's guy started reading R.L. Stein. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, and then he's a big fan of the Captain Underpants books, which are hilarious. Are they? Oh my god, they're so funny. And they're so smart. Yeah. They're really well written. Well, tonight's topic is actually we're we're revisiting one. So after after episode one hundred and one, where Ray and I basically talked about every episode, um, <laughs> I actually went back and re-listened to all of them. And uh, there are a lot of topics we're actually going to be revisiting. A lot of topics here coming up because uh, some of these topics I was like, that was a good one. We need to do that. Do that again. And that's yeah. what we're, that's what we're doing again tonight. We're actually going back to one of our topics all the way back to like I think single digit episodes. Um, and this was when we we took monsters and put them into children's books. Mm-hmm. And um, you talking about uh, you, you know your kids getting into you know certain book series. My boys have loved Pete the Cat, and so that was one of the first ones that I adapted tonight was uh, a Pete the Cat book. So um, I actually went ahead and wrote two stories. Mm-hmm. I know Ray said he's got a story, and then he's got uh, he's got some, some nursery rhymes, nursery rhymes, and, uh, and you've got two as well. I've- figured out too my creativity was not with me today gotcha (laughs) uh with that with that said who would like to go first i can i can start i can start us off with a a quick little uh, nursery rhyme (laughs) that works so you gotta what 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 is it well it's it's to row row your boat and that comes out pretty quickly yeah okay so forgive me because i'm you know you know, it is what it is. <laughs> row, row, row your boat across Crystal Lake. Jason is coming. <laughs> He's after you and your life he'll take. So. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, is he going to change all the words? But no, I like that. <laughs> row, row, row your boat across Crystal Lake. Okay. Um. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> you know, because I, I was thinking about like how a lot of movies now are. Well, and I remember in the '90s too, like Candyman was changing some of the children's things to, mm-hmm. to be more creepy, and uh, um, Freddy Krueger was a big one as well. Where so I was trying to think of a Freddy Krueger one, and I just never came up with it for that. But um, I will. I'll try and think of another one. But oh, good deal. Um, I'm gonna jump. Well. Unless unless you want to go, Chris, I was going to go no, and jump you go ahead. first. You go ahead. Okay. Um, 
So like I said, the first one that I wrote uh, is a Peeth Cat book, and I had to go through, and I remembered most of the characters, but I did have to look up a few of them just because I'm, and I mean, they're like really simple or whatever, but I'm just like, there's a little part of me also tonight, the boys got to bed kind of late, and Christy's like, I'll go ahead and read them a, a bedtime story, and there was a little part of me that was like, should I offer to read them my, my baby cat story? <laughs> so I'll read it, and then y'all can tell me whether or not I should have offered to read it to the boys. So, <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Pete the Cat, Monster Hunter Pete. All right. Pete the Cat, Grumpy Toad, Alligator, and Gus the Platypus were hanging out in their hideout when Callie ran in. Callie said, there are monsters all over the neighborhood. Someone needs to help us. Pete? Grumpy Toad, Alligator, and Gus threw on their equipment and sat out into the night. As they drove around, Pete sang his song. I love my crossbow, I love my crossbow, I love my crossbow. They stopped at Squirrel's house to look around. They heard a moan and Squirrel came shambling around the corner. He had been turned into a zombie. Before they could react, Squirrel took a big bite out of Gus. Pete knew what to do. He shot his crossbow and killed Zombie Squirrel. Then he said goodbye to Gus and shot him as well. Pete was sad. He lost two of his friends. But did he cry? Goodness, no. He kept singing a song. I love my crossbow. I love my crossbow. I love my crossbow. Pete, Grumpy Toad, and Alligator kept driving around looking for monsters. They stopped at Turtle's house to look around. They heard a snarl, and Turtle leaped out from around the corner. He had been turned into a were-turtle. Before they could react, Turtle took a big bite out of Alligator. Pete knew what to do. He shot his crossbow and killed were-turtle. Then he said goodbye to Alligator and shot him as well. Pete was sad. He lost two more of his friends. But did he cry? Goodness, no. He kept singing his song. I love my crossbow. I love my crossbow. I love my crossbow. Pete and Grumpy Toad kept driving around looking for monsters. They stopped at Owl's house to look around. They heard a hiss, and Owl leaped out from around the corner. He had been turned into a vampire. Before he could react, Owl took a snot, uh, took a, <clears throat> I'm sorry, took and sank his teeth into Grumpy Toad. Pete knew what to do. He shot his crossbow and killed Owl. Then he said goodbye to Grumpy Toad and shot him as well. Pete was sad. He lost two more of his friends. But did he cry? Goodness, no. He kept singing his song. I love my crossbow. I love my crossbow. I love my crossbow. Pete had killed all the monsters and went back to his hideout where Callie was waiting. Pete told Callie about all the monsters and how he had to shoot all of their friends. Callie gave Pete a big hug. Then she sank her fangs into Pete. She was a vampire, too. Pete knew what to do. He shot his crossbow and killed Callie. Pete was sad and hurt, but did he cry? Goodness, no. He kept singing a song. I love my crossbow. I love the night. I love the night. And then he threw his crossbow away. <laughs> so uh, should i offer to read this to the boys uh, or not i, I think that uh, no okay i'll, I'll skip but that I, one so thinking that a were turtled would look kind of cute that would be i was cute. trying to figure that i was like were turtle okay yeah i'm sure we'll go with it so Horrible. wicked with a show wicked with a show <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's funny um 
All right, Chris, what do you have for us? Okay, so I did it a little bit differently than the two of you because I would have actually written like a whole book. So I had to restrain <laughs> myself and do more of like a Wikipedia plot summary. Or we'd be here for a while. So the first one I picked was The Snowy Day, which was written by Ezra J. Keats in 1962. Uh, and so this is my take on The Snowy Day. So okay. the little boy in there, his name is Peter. So Peter, wanting to go outside to play in the snow, finds an unlikely companion, a Yeti. The Yeti, having the ability to show itself only when it wants to, finds Peter very interesting. They decide to play all day long. Uh, they have snowball fights with the older boys. They make snow angels. And they are both having a lot of fun. But when Peter has to go home, the Yeti, instantly overcome with an overwhelming loneliness, takes Peter's hand and leads him into the woods, never to be seen again. All right. That one's kind of that one's a little darker. That uh, that's kind of like how my second one goes. Uh, <laughs> real quick, Cyrus wrote something in the chat. <clears throat> Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down, which was Jill's fault because all he wanted was some peace and quiet so he could write. But no, her and that goddamn boy, they could not leave him alone. Why are you crying? Jack's not gonna hurt you. He's just gonna bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> Oh my god, Simon. <laughs> okay. You don't know what he's referencing, right? No. Jack from The Shining? Oh, I have never seen that. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. All he needed was to work in Red Rum somehow, and he'd be good to go. <laughs> Red Rum. Red yeah. Room. Yeah. I know that Shining reference. Yeah, but yeah there you go. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll do my other nursery rhyme one. Uh, think of the Incy Wincy Spider, or the Itsy Bitsy Spider, as it's known up this way. Okay. Um, all right. <clears throat> the quick and deadly vampire came through the open window. He snuck through the house and found you all alone. He, de- he drained you of your blood and left you abhorrent. So now the night is yours, and it's your turn to go hunt. I love that. That is awesome. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, you know, That's great. I like that one. Just wanted to like change it up a little bit. You know? Through the open window. <laughs> oh, and Sai says red rum was too obvious. Uh, but, um. All right. Okay. So it's mine. Okay. So here's the second one that I wrote. This one's a little bit longer. Um, I had to go back and forth on this one a little bit. Um, I was lo- I was trying to figure out you know other you know books that you know are really big with kids or whatever. And this is the one that I kept coming back to. And I was just trying to figure out how I was going to go with it. So it's loosely based on the original. So <clears throat> the Taking Tree. Of course. Uh-huh. All right. There once was a boy who had nothing. He had no toys to play with, no food to eat, and no clothes to wear, but he was happy. One day, while playing in the woods, he found an old, scary-looking tree. The the tree called out to the boy, Little boy, are you happy? The boy said, Yes, very. The tree asked, Is there nothing that your heart desires? The boy thought about it and replied, Well, I would like a ball to play with. The tree said, I can give you a ball to play with. 
I just need something in return. The boy said, but I have nothing to give. The tree said, you could give me your thoughts. That would do. Whenever you play with this ball, just think about me. The boy agreed, and a shiny new ball appeared in his hands. The boy went off and played with his new ball for a long time, but when he did, he always thought about the tree. So the boy returned to the tree. It had grown a little taller and was not so old-looking. The tree asked, Little boy, are you happy? The boy said, Yes, pretty happy. The tree asked, Is there nothing that your heart desires? The boy thought about it and replied, Well, I would like some food to eat. The tree said, I can give you some food. I just need something in return. The boy said, But I have nothing to give. The tree said, You could give me your time. That would do. As long as you eat, I'm sorry, as long as you stay here, you will have food to eat. The boy agreed, and a feast appeared before him. The boy ate until he was full, then he left. This time he returned more frequently, so he could eat. And every time he returned, he saw the tree's branches getting fuller. One day the boy returned to the tree, and the tree asked, Little boy, are you happy? The boy said, Yes, kind of. The tree asked, Is there nothing that your heart desires? The boy thought about it and replied, Well, I would like some nice clothes to wear. The tree said, I can give you some nice clothes. I just need something in return. The boy said, But I have nothing to give. The tree said, You could give me your happiness. That would do. Whenever you wear these clothes, just think happy thoughts. The boy agreed, and a set of new clothes appeared before him. The boy put on the clothes and tried to think happy thoughts, but it was hard. When he played with the ball, he thought of the tree. When he ate the food, he had to be around the tree. And when he wore the clothes, he tried to think happy thoughts, but he couldn't. One day, the boy returned to the tree, which was tall and full and healthy. The tree asked, Little boy, are you happy? The boy said, No. No, I am not. The tree asked, Is there nothing your heart desires? The boy did have to think, and he replied, No. Not from you. The tree said nothing. The boy said, I am giving you back the ball and the clothes, and I will not be eating any more of your food. The tree said nothing. The boy stepped closer and placed the ball and clothes before the tree. The tree said nothing. Then he turned around and began to walk away when he heard the tree say, What is it you desire? The boy said, I'm sorry, the tree said, Is that what you desire? The boy said, yes, and the tree replied, and what do you have to give? The boy swallowed and said, I have nothing to give. The tree said, oh, but you do, and the boy felt a branch on his shoulder. (laughs) So like I said, I went a little darker with that one, just left it up to the imagination. You said you can give me your thoughts. I was like, ah, it's creeping. <laughs> I was like, okay. First of all, the Giving Tree is such a great book. Yeah, just like breaks your heart every time you read yeah. it. And I just thought, how do I really want to mess with that one? Sure, why not? Yeah. So, Logan liked right. it. She was listening to it. She gave it a thumbs up. Oh, good. Yeah, excellent. Good. <laughs> um. All right. What's your next one? Okay. Uh. So this one is based on the Secret Garden. By Francis Ooh, okay. Hodgson Burnett, published in 1911. So, when Mary arrives at Misselthwaite Manor, because her parents had died from cholera in India, 
uh, she arrives at the manor um, of her uncle, Mr. Craven. She is a very grouchy and spoiled and put out child. But when she finds uh, a secret garden with the help of one of the maids, Martha, uh, she finds something amazing. Uh, though through the long... Oh, what did I write? <laughs> she finds something amazing. Though thought, long, thought to be long dead, Mrs. Craven is alive and living in the dark, gray, neglected, stonewalled garden. Mrs. Craven is happy to see her, to see Mary, and tells uh, Mary to tell Mr. Uh, no, tells Mary. See, this is why it was supposed to be there, because I spilled out a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so Miss, uh, she t Mrs. Craven tells Mary that she's happy to see her. And she's there because Mr. Craven had banished her there because she had given birth to a weekly son. Um and she keeps lying to the girl, saying how awful Mr. Craven was and slowly gaining Mary's trust. She tells Mary that her curse will, be, will break if she brings Colin, her son, to see her, and it will help her escape. So when Mary asks about telling an adult instead of having to take Colin, Mrs. Craven tells her adults put her there, and it would only deepen the curse. So wanting to reunite Colin with his mother, she sneaks Colin out and takes him to the garden. When Colin sees his mother, he cries and goes to her. As soon as they hug, Mrs. Craven's true form emerges, is revealed that she is a dark and sinister witch. She drains Colin's energy, killing the poor boy. With renewed power, the witch goes after Mary. Okay. That's all I had. So I was like, I'm going to start getting into dialogue and <laughs> <laughs> landscape and... Uh, <laughs> But I loved that movie when I was a kid, and I never read the book, but I loved watching that movie as a kid. And I always thought it was really neat that this big stone wall garden mm -hmm. had been totally neglected, and mm -hmm. nobody had ever been there. And Yeah. I vaguely remember, you know, seeing it and loving it when I was when I was a kid, too. So. Like 93 or something like that. But. Yeah. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right, Ray. You got your, you right. got your story? I do. Uh, it's... Uh... Again, more of a song. Is it a song? It is a song. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went song theme, and I don't know. It, anyway, uh, this old man. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's not the old man. It's a bunch of different things. Okay. <laughs> and forgive me, it's longer than usual. So It's all good. <laughs> this gremlin, he played one. He played knick-knack uh, and took my thumb with a knick-knack paddywhack. Gives all the key. These monsters keep chasing me. We keep going. <laughs> I'm loving this already. <laughs> this zombie, he played too. He played knick-knack and ate my boo. With a knick-knack paddywhack, gives all the key. I don't want to be a zombie. This banshee, she played three. She played knick-knack and made me pee. With a knick-knack paddywhack, <laughs> give Zool the key. All I can hear is, all I can hear is her scream. Something like that. Yeah, anyway. This Yeti, this Yeti, he played four, he played knick-knack and broke through my door with a knick-knack paddywhack, gives all the key. Seriously, who came up with the name Yeti? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This mummy, he played five, he played knick-knack, but I'm still alive. With a knick-knack paddywhack, gives all the key, like Brennan Fraser from The Mummy. <laughs> 
This old orc, he played six. He played knick-knack with, a heads, with our heads on a stick. With a knick-knack, paddywhack gives all the key. The one ring is possessing me. Got to keep it somewhat re- relevant, right? Like it's yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. This kraken, he played seven. He played knick-knack, but we brought eleven. With a knick-knack, paddywhack gives all the key. The upside down is pretty scary. This succubus, she played eight. She played knick-knack and went irate. With a knick-knack, paddywhack gives all the key. These monsters want to have sex with me. (laughs) And it just got really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'd only heard up to six. (laughs) (laughs) A loser. (laughs) (laughs) This cyclops, he played nine. He played knick-knack. And ripped up my spine with a knickknack. Paddywhack gives Ool a key. The Cyclops beam or Cyclops's beam is burning me. I thought, you know, a little play on the word there. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. <sighs> this werewolf, he played ten. He played knickknack, then went back to his den with a knickknack. Paddywhack, give him a bone. This werewolf is finally home. There we go. Nice. <laughs> You win. That was good. <laughs> that was uh, succubus is hilarious. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with succubus. I thought take the soul. No, okay. <laughs> that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, does anyone else have anything? Chris will be back in a minute. Okay, but. Uh... Cyrus wrote, uh, the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout, down came Samwise Gangee and flushed the spider out, out came the sting, and with it uh, searing pain, and the itsy bitsy spider never fucked with Sam again. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done, Cyrus. Nicely done. Yeah, I I was beginning to work on one for the, uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas, Mm -hmm. um... And I didn't get very far just because I ran out of time, but uh, yeah. that I will try and save for next time because I think that'd be a fun one. So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, some of the ones like um, uh, the very hungry caterpillar they, that that one's already been done. I have a copy of that one. It's the very hungry. Oh, I zombie. didn't know it was done because we were going to come up with one for that too. So, yeah, there's I've I've actually got it on my bookcase back here behind me. It's okay. called the very hungry zombie, and he goes through and you know eats you know. Uh, he he ate three three cheerleaders and he's still hungry and he ate you know four football players and yeah it's still hungry <laughs> and he's still hungry so uh yeah that's kind of where I got this idea from originally was you know some of these but of course you know a lot of them you're you know aren't for kids but you kind of read them and they're nope. just like oh they're maybe a little yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it also depends on the kids so like my boys think you know zombies are just like oh well it's just something to kill like you know of course they haven't watched any movies with them which would be kind of scary they just think oh it's a zombie is something that happens you know and whether it be a, a cartoon or a video game and you kill it and that's it so yeah. you know it's just random enemy basically so yeah yeah it's uh it's funny because uh logan is full on into the horror movies right now. She she really wants to watch it. She wants mm-hmm. to watch um uh there's another one there. Uh her and I, I she wants to watch Jaws, which I'm like, okay, we, we can nice. do this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she wants to watch all of these and Chris is not 
a horror fan at all. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, but that has passed along to Quinn. And in fact, Quinn's uh, having a chat with Chris right now because uh, he, he heard us talking and he's, he doesn't like the, <laughs> he doesn't like being scared and he doesn't like these types of things. So right. uh, his imagination gets away from him and uh, he starts thinking about that kind of stuff. So gotcha. just the little differences, eh? Cause um, like I said, Logan is right into it and digging mm-hmm. it. yes, this is great. And see, that will probably, see, I don't know. Part of me thinks Nicholas will be that way and want to watch this stuff, but he's also, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to go with him. So, yeah, uh, Alex is the one that I think, though, would tend to probably get more scared. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and there was one book we started reading and they were like, hey, is this guy scared? I'm like, it, really? It's, it, yeah. it's a book. It's, <laughs> It, this is nothing like <laughs> yeah you you have not you haven't seen anything yet kids <laughs> this, is, this is your level we we got some shit to <laughs> yeah so yeah well oh uh, i know this would make for a short show but i mean i'm perfectly fine with that um we go ahead and wrap up and do and do picks uh i think so let me just yeah. You're, yeah, she's coming back. We'll do uh, picks pans and uh, yeah. All right, well, good deal. Uh, do you have a do you have a pick or pan for the week there? It was entertaining, at least. <laughs> I hope it was. Anyway, I hope it was too. <laughs> uh, picks or pans? So uh, I'll start with a pan, and all I can say is I am not pleased with uh, the Senate right now, uh, down in the states, and that's all. I'll just leave with that. Uh, with the vote that happened today, so. Uh, <laughs> my pick, though, is uh, the NHL started up again. Uh, mm-hmm. The Leafs may have lost tonight, and that's fine, but uh, I'm really excited because, uh, you know, hockey's back, and, you know, I uh, I went and got a bunch of equipment, and I'm going to be on the ice myself. I can't wait to start playing. It's Yeah, so what sparked that? I meant to ask you about that. So last year, Quinn uh, wanted to try out hockey. Two years ago. Two years ago now. Yeah. Uh, so we agreed. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I got some skates and uh, a stick. And so I, I played goalie all, uh, for quite a long time, since I was a kid. And um, then what happened was, uh, long story short, there's too many goalies around our area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I didn't really have a team to play with. And so I wanted to get uh, when I when I picked up the skates, uh, the new skates and stick to go and help uh, his team out just to during practices or whatever. Um, I kind of got the itch back. I'm like, I really enjoy doing this. What what can I do to? So next thing you know, I'm looking at Chris. I'm like, hey, can I maybe sign up for hockey again myself? And so because there's nobody else playing hockey in this house and. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Quinn just lasted the one year, yeah. just just the one season. But it's, that's fine. It was not his thing. No, was, at least he tried it. I mean, yeah. that's yep. all you can ask. You know, set a state yep. out of that. Yes, yep. yeah. which is fine. And mm-hmm. then, uh, but yeah, so I'm pretty excited. But we did find Quinn's sport, and we were mentioning it uh, beforehand uh, before the show. Uh, we signed him up for archery, and he's really digging that. And that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Pretty. You know, they were playing tic tac toe at the uh, end of the last gate or the end of the last lesson, and uh, he actually got two boxes. Uh, he didn't get the three in, a, in the line, but mm-hmm. that well, he got two boxes. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my picks. 
That's <laughs> awesome. Chris, do you have a pick or pan for the week? Um, pick Thanksgiving this weekend. Yay! So tomorrow we're having um, my dad's side of the family for the first time ever. We're having Thanksgiving with him. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. never happened. Um, my parents got divorced when I was really young, and it just always worked out that my mom, it just happened that we never had Thanksgiving with him. And mm. even as adults, we usually do race family and then my mom and it just never worked out that my dad got a thanksgiving so when my mom said that she was going to go she bought a trailer this summer and they were going to go to the trailer for thanksgiving weekend and if we were fine with that i was called my sister up i'm like we can do do you think dad would want to do thanksgiving she's like oh that's a great idea so then tell our dad he was so excited oh that's awesome really looking forward to that my (laughs) um so all of our kids are going to get together. So there's going to be nine kids, 12 and under tomorrow. Teenagers wow. of 12 and baby. I think, I think the littlest one, I think she's like five, four or five months old now, four months old. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Um, her, her and I share a birthday. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Cause I like getting together with my dad and, um, quitting like archery, Yep. Oh, I've been watching these this a couple of great series on Netflix. One is called uh, The User's Guide to Cheating Death. It's actually pretty entertaining. Which is really great. It's six episodes long. It's a docu-series on Netflix. It's about um, this uh, science and um, pop culture uh-huh. on different topics. Uh, things like um, vaccines. Uh, fad diets. Fad diets. Fad medicine. Like bad treatments like um, cryotherapy and things like that, what the science is behind it, or even if there is any, and then how pop culture takes science and sort of screws it up a little bit to sell things. Uh People are buying it and things like, and and is it harmful? Vitamins, that was the other thing, supplements versus prescription drugs and things like that. Kind of like a Mythbusters version. (laughs) Kind of. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then the other one was um, Follow This, which is... um, buzzfeed based but it's also on netflix and it's about these um trends in pop culture and these journalists they're only like 15 minutes to 18 episodes some of them are 20 they're really short though yeah oh okay i think i've seen some of those yeah yeah and it's really interesting too i think i only have two more to watch yeah but they're it's just really informative about how pop culture and social media has actually changed the way we seek out information and what what sources we go to and how much we actually believe and why we believe it and things like that. So it's really quite interesting. And then I, one more thing, I read a magazine, a national geographic magazine about blue zones, which are pockets of the population uh, around the world that have above average people living into their hundreds. Mm -hmm. So outside of genetics, what uh, commonalities do they have? And we've sort of jumped on board and, it's been two weeks since yeah. we've been following yeah. their diet specifically, and it's been awesome. So, and it's it's nice because it's not like a it's it's just a change in the way that we ate, well, um, and the way we see food. Now. The way that we see food because yeah. you're actually supposed to because when we did CrossFit, that that kind of screwed up with my head anyway, and I appreciate it with yours yeah. as well, where you were looking at food as fuel, and there had to be fuel in this side the other, and the commonality between the blue zones is that it's actually supposed to be enjoyed and you're, it's supposed to be a, uh, it's like a ritual, a ritual. And mm-hmm. 
enjoy the food that you yeah, eat. Yeah, and, and, and the different food that people who live in these blue zones eat is exactly the opposite of what North American dietitians are telling you you're supposed to eat. And it's very interesting because it's plant-based. It's not vegan or vegetarian, but it's plant-based, and meat is treated as a festive food. Yeah, but mm-hmm. nobody eats dairy, and meat is consumed a couple of times a month. And they drink. Yeah. Moderate drinkers. Yeah, they, they enjoy their drinks. They enjoy and they foods. enjoy their carbs. And they love wow. their carbs. <laughs> lots of beans, lots of potatoes, lots of corn, corn, yeah. things like that. And learning the, the ways, the perfect foods to fuel the human body aren't what we've been taught in North mm-hmm. America. It's yeah. very different. So it's been pretty really, cool. really interesting. And we've been doing it for two weeks. And the kids have been on board, too, which yeah, is pretty great. Yeah, they've been eating it, too. So. Yeah. Because, again, yeah. yeah. I forgot one more thing that uh, I was going to just chat about real quickly. And this is more for Marginal Geeky, but uh, I wanted to talk about it anyway. Um, there's a book by a author from Toronto uh, called All of Our Wrong Todays. And a buddy of mine uh, oh, was, yeah. was reading it, and he's suggesting it for us to, to take a read of it. But I thought uh, you might like it. It's about this individual's um, uh, take on on today, the way that it is, uh, because he actually uh, remembers everything very differently because he's already been through this. He, uh, there was some sort of time travel incident, and, uh, and the utopia that he came from is no longer here. Uh, and so he, he talks about what's happening today and all of the things that are different from the, the future that he, or well, the, the present and future that he came from. Mm-hmm. So it was actually pretty interesting. Uh, it is on Audible. Uh, and the the sample got me interested. So uh, if you want to go and listen to the the you sample, send them the link to it. Yeah, hopefully it's available in the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So it's kind of it's yeah it's it's interesting anyway. So see what happens. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. The uh, I actually just bought used my other Audible credit today. There's a series that I've been listening to that I'm like. All right, well, I'll start this up because <laughs> I wasn't sure what else I wanted to to kind of read or whatever. I've already uh, – our book – our next book we're reading, uh, I used my other credit for it, the Neil deGrasse Tyson book. Yes. And, of course, reading it diff- at double speed, I've already finished it. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I need to go back through that again. So <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to try to take notes as I was listening to it at least the first time because I was like, okay, I've got other stuff to do. And um, – just kind of like trying to think about what he's saying along with whatever it is I'm doing was like, you know, so because, you know, there's kind of some heavy stuff in that one. So um, I actually have three picks. Uh, actually, I could have had a fourth, but um, uh, stay on staying on the uh, Netflix train. Um, Magic for Humans. Yes. I watched it. Oh. That was really good. Um the, the guy who does that is a friend of Brian Brushwood's, who's the uh, the guy in Austin that does the podcast and the the magician. And uh, uh, you know, he'd also given it really high praise. And I watched it. I was like, I, I sat down. I watched all of them in one sitting. I, I enjoyed yeah. them. So the, the um, is my favorite. The, yeah. That, oh, yeah. with the kids. The kids. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the kids with the marshmallows was fantastic. Yes. Or um, Susan's anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially whenever he he creates that pile and they're just sitting there like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've also started watching uh, Disenchantment. Um, okay. It's, I'm I'm finding it funny. 
not as funny as I thought I would find it, but I am definitely I'm enjoying it. You know, definitely you know being a Matt Groening uh, show, and uh, Christy and I are I think we've only got about three episodes left of Castle Rock on Hulu. Um, it is not written by Stephen King, but it is set in kind of the Stephen King universe. So there is a lot of references to um, a lot of Stephen King stuff. So just at any given time, even in the intro, it you'll it's like a bunch of you know random pages kind of going you know in front of the screen or whatever, and it does reference The Shining and it and everything else. And um, there was a part in there where one of the girls that is is uh, is talking. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know, there's just weird shit just happens here. Like, you know, my uncle like apparently lost his fucking mind and tried to kill my aunt and my you know my cousin at this you know this lodge out you know this skiing lodge or whatever. And you know, my parents never talk about it. And I'm just like, well, there was The Shining. There was the yeah. reference for The Shining. Um, really good if you like. If you like Stephen King stuff, I I can't I can't uh, I, I can't recommend it enough. So, and uh, the guy who plays the, we don't know what he is yet in the story. He's possibly the villain. He's he's just the weird kid as it is, and it's played by uh, Bill Skarsgård, aka Pennywise. Uh, Pennywise. So I'm like, okay, well, I wonder why they picked him to be in this show. You know, not that it's under the Stephen King thing, but um, anyway. Uh, and then another thing I just could kind of mention is, uh, so since we talked last time on the show, uh, Austin Comic Con happened, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a blast. Uh, the first night it was just me and Lainey, and the second night or the second day, uh, we had uh, members from the San Antonio group and other members from the Austin group show up. And then uh, uh, Sunday, we had a few more. Mem- we had one or two members from San Antonio show back up, and we had members from the Houston group show up. So we had a huge group. In fact, I've got the picture that uh, Wizard World allowed us to take there. Nice. In front, so, nice. but uh, yeah, it's and I mean it was a fun group. I know that there we go. The shine. There we go. There you go. But uh, yeah, we we had a we had a blast on that. So cool. Good. It was a it was a good group of people. So. Uh, and then I have actually, I have done a panel at wizard world, so, which was pretty awesome. Um, Oh, uh, Cyrus says his pick for the week is the trailer for dare, daredevil season three. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but, uh, if it's anything like the second season, I'll, I'll have to watch it even though I have not watched any of the other shows, but yeah. Yeah. So, but with Disney pulling all the, Marvel stuff. Who knows what's gonna? I guess these are the ends of those shows. So. I don't know because Netflix is doing it with it. That they, they may not be able to. I heard some of that stuff that uh, they may not be able to fully pull out on that. So they may have to just you know uh, at least keep that there for the foreseeable future. So yeah, we'll see. So uh, of course you know we're my boys and I are, are about I guess maybe halfway through. Clone Wars, and then of course we need to start Rebels, and then that new one is starting on that new Disney thing that's happening this fall, or I'm just like, oh great, another service I need to pay for, so uh, but we'll see how that goes. Alright, so that is our show for the week, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. Um, it really does help out. Um, you can find us at Epic... EpicallyGeeky.com, and of course, find us on Epically Geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Where can we find you on the internet, uh, Ray? 
so you can find me here. Uh, obviously, uh, Marginal Geeky as well. Uh, we got to talk to Lainey. When, whenever Lainey starts getting back into this and uh, set up a uh, rhythm and bruise, mm-hmm. that would be that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> figure that out. Uh, and then on Instagram, uh, you can find me, um, Lake Life Artist. Uh, and that's probably the best spot to find me right now. Good deal. Uh, Chris, where can we find you online? Here and Marginally Geeky and a new little spoke of the Epically Geeky family to come soon. Uh, and Instagram at Cedar Birch Cottage. Oh, that reminds me. Actually, I'm supposed to meet with Jennifer, I think, on Wednesday to start <laughs> editing that. So, yeah. You're I got welcome. a packed week coming up. I've got a packed week coming up, let me tell you. Um, and then, as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network. 